Hello and welcome to Moonlight Alchemy. I am your host, Carly O'Connor. And as always, we are happy that you're joining us. And today I have a special guest. Say hi, Vince. Hi, Vince. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Vince is my husband. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So <laughs> I asked him to come record a podcast with me because I don't know. I feel like we have pretty interesting conversations and um, you like the podcast, right? I do. <laughs> you actually listened to it? I did. You did? Uh, when I was listening to podcasts on deployment. Ah. Yeah. I was listening to it all the time before I went to bed. Oh, okay. So yeah. you can hear my voice? Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> You don't listen anymore? Um, I've been real busy. I haven't even read as much books anymore. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. But you just finished, what, your 35th book for the year? I did. Yeah. Okay. It took me, what, sorry, uh, nine months to do 34 and then another four months to do one. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I think I'm at like, I don't know, maybe 20 for the year. Which I don't know if have you ever seen where they talk about how like most Americans don't read another book after high school? Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't Im- like. <laughs> but I can also empathize with that. I can see why. Why I can see how how it's taken me since August to read one book. Well, why is that? We don't prioritize it. We yeah, don't, we don't make it a priority. Yeah, we don't, we don't stop. And be still enough. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, And there's always something else that's attracting or detracting from our attention. There's always something that's trying to steal our focus. That's true. And I think, you know, it's important for us to decide what our priorities are, like what's truly and actually important to us, because there's no way to get it all done. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of us spend a lot of time walking through the world very unconsciously. And very unaware of our actions and very unaware. And I know when I was doing a lot more with pure romance, you know, that was one thing that I would get from people all the time, like people who were interested in joining, but they're like, I don't have the time to do this. Mm -hmm. So my question would always be, do you have a favorite TV show? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's what I was going to say. When there is so much to do and there's so much going on and you have the decision fatigue, sometimes it is just easier to veg out and watch a show yeah um you don't have to make a decision you don't even have to participate when you're reading it's you're you're participating in the story yeah that's true it takes effort you you depending on what you're reading you, you if, if it's nonfiction and you're trying to learn like leadership skills that's that takes even more focus for me because i'm trying yeah. to download that i'm trying to learn something and so i can use that in my career um which is why a lot of the books that I read on deployment were, you know, military sci-fi mm. fiction, because I was able to, con- I didn't have to download as much of it. Right. I kind of was participating in the story as I read it. And then I was able to continue with my day and not have to, you know, I didn't need to use, utilize that knowledge for anything. Um, but I'm still participating in the story. I'm still part of it. It's still me. Right. But when you're home and there's so much other things going on and you're tired, it's, it's, it is difficult, you know, because a lot of times at the end of the night, if I do get, get a book to read, I wake up. You wake times. up to it. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Is, I don't know, I guess for me, so I've been home all year and since you've been deployed, 
I obviously had extra things to do because mm-hmm. you do a lot around the house True. and I still have read like 20 books this year. Mm-hmm. So is it just that I'm prioritizing it more? So I think it's kind of like when you say when you're going to do a diet, right. Or, or a program. And a lot of my diet has been not so much what I'm eating, but what I'm eliminating, mm-hmm. what I'm not consuming. So to be able to, to read, right. You have to determine what you're not going to consume, what you're going to cut out. Uh, so when you got home, you started doing Instagram and stuff again. Yes. Spending a lot of time on Instagram. Mm, That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, social media was so much more accessible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your priorities changed. Right. I haven't been on Instagram for nine months, so I'm going to spend all my time here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy all the little things off. Yeah. <laughs> you Just guys. go shopping. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said something the other day that I thought was really interesting, which um, I think is worth bringing up. And you were talking about you want to be more of a creator instead of a consumer. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know more about that. Um. It really, uh, it really started, I think, when we kind of shut down the world in 2020 and everybody went online. Um, and I discovered a world of things that were neat, that makers were making, that I was able to support, you know, guys in the garage or, you know, uh, a woman making knives and leather sheaths, you know, for the one I got for you. Mm-hmm. And it was my way to, I guess you can say, connect with other people and like-minded people but also support them because everybody was struggling and so i felt like i was doing a good thing by buying these little knickknacks and knives and fun things <laughs> meanwhile i'm like quit um, filling the house up <laughs> but I, I was also kind of learning about these things and like hmm, right. maybe it's something that i can i can do one of these days um but for the past you know nearly three years i have been consuming a lot yes just taking a lot in um and on that, going back to deployment, I was able to see how much I could get away with not doing at all because mm-hmm. I couldn't. Yeah. There was so much of on, an online presence that did not exist because it you couldn't. There was nothing to connect to. Right. Um, so I was, I was like, well, I, don't, I guess I can go through an entire day and not ever go on social media, never look, check my Instagram, not have that fear of, of missing out. Right. Um but when I came home, I kind of fell back into that little pattern again of consuming, which there's a pros and cons. I've learned a lot about things. I've been exposed to a lot of really cool stuff. I've learned a lot. Um, but I think it's my turn to um, kind of give back um, and and provide and, and create for myself um, and for my family. You know, there's things that I that I buy from other people that I look at. I'm like, well, I can make this. I want to make this. I actually mm-hmm. want to use my hands. So I'm using all these things that I've collected as examples and um, of what's, uh, what is um, possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. I feel like, you know, I kind of, I've been in a, I guess a transition phase this year mm-hmm. a lot, you know, moving more into the healing work and the retreats and the classes and the apothecary stuff. And I, I, I'm now that you're like talking about this, I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I feel like I've kind of had that same shift, you know, where I was very heavily focused on pure romance and, 
you know, selling products that were already created because they're mm -hmm. great products, right? And sexual health and wellness is a very important and underserved kind of arena, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but I, but yeah, I wanted to kind of take it deeper. Well, and for me, it's threefold, right? On one hand, I want to to use my hands and create and, and reignite that creative spark, you know, that joy you find in, in just making something. Um, the other part of it is I'll be close to, you know, four years left at a minimum in the Navy. So what are some things, what skills can I learn that I could utilize later on, you know, to mm. be of service, to be of value mm -hmm. um, to others? So I can, you know, kind of work for myself. Like yeah, you. but just so you know, I call dibs on working from home. Right. Well, <laughs> as long as I have the garage or a shop or something, you can have it inside. Um, Fair enough. And I said threefold. This should be a third one. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Distract you from consuming so much? Oh, sure. Yeah. That, that's, that's great too. Yeah. I mean, really, I, that's my favorite part. It's all like a mental health, you know, Yeah. you know, for your own sanity. Well, and, and I, I do that. Just, yeah. Right? Like. I spend time where I'm like, it's usually Sundays. It's my day off and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make something today. Mm -hmm. So I'll make some jewelry or some essential oil blends or yeah. something like that. Well, and I think too, you get value out of making something because at the end of it, you have something tangible to look at too, because of the time you put into it. Um, that's where I feel like sometimes when I'm saying reading a book, I'm, my mind is saying, what am I not doing right now that I could be doing? Because at the end of the day, when you're, when you're done reading the book, the book goes, you know, it's either on your Kindle or it's on the shelf and it's gone. And what do you have to show for it? And you have to create that own value in your own mind that there's nothing physical to show for it, but there's something internally that I have that I brought, got value from it. But you're, that's a constant struggle for me is I could be doing something else. Well, I think that's a constant struggle for a lot of people. And I know like, especially because I work with a lot of women and I find a lot and very heavily in women is I don't deserve to take any downtime. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've seen that in me too, where yeah. I feel like I always have to be working. And interestingly, I was, uh, at my esoteric healing book club yesterday. And when I, I mentioned that talking about like, you know, I'm finally, I think doing a better job of creating downtime and allowing that space for myself mm -hmm. And I was like, but I, you know, being self-employed, I always feel like I should be working. Yeah. And Denise was like, well, you know, that's ancestral. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. But when you think about it, like, you know, I grew up really poor and it was always, you know, dad worked really hard and you always went to work. You were always working. And then <clears throat> when you weren't working, you were working around the house because the house always needed something, you know? And I thought that that was really fascinating. I'm like, oh, you know, this is a good thing to recognize because it, it, it goes back further and further too. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just like my dad. It's, you know, what they were raised and they were raised and they were raised. And so I think that's really interesting to kind of pay attention to mm -hmm. because once you're aware of that, you can be like, oh, it doesn't have to be like this. And yeah. in fact, what I really actually realize is that I do need downtime. Yeah. I do need time to spend with my family. I do need time to do all these other things that I want to do. And it's not just a matter of whether you're self-employed or not, mm -hmm. you don't need to be spending all your time working. Right. You don't need to constantly produce. Right. right. You can. Yeah. Right. So I think there's a balance because, mm -hmm. right, like there's a balance between like 
I guess you feel like you're underproducing and I feel like I'm overproducing. Yeah. Well, there's, there's another um, aspect to it for me as well. Um, <clears throat> on deployment, because that's my experience, um, I read to escape because right. you're at work all the time. You can't escape it. You're there. That's what it's like working from home. Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> yeah. So 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're, you're, at work. you're at work. Yeah. And you're living with everybody at work. Yeah. Right. Um, so my, my reading was, was therapy for me to escape that world, to, to go somewhere else, to be and do other things right in my own head. Um, when I'm home, I don't feel like I need to escape. Uh, I don't feel like I need to go anywhere else. I like being here. I like being with you. I like being with, with Casey and Leo. I like doing things here and being present here. So I don't, I'm not looking for that escape like I was on the ship. That's why I was able to read so many books is because I'd rather be in the book than um, where you were, where I was. Well, and for me, it's just, it's a way to just relax and unwind. Like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to escape. I do get into the story and sometimes I do drift away, you know, but yeah. for me, it's more of a, this is my downtime. This is a, this, it's a hobby for me. It's something mm-hmm. that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And so it's when I feel like, when I don't feel like doing anything, I want to read a book. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I'll wind up scrolling on social media. And yeah. I don't want to do that because that does not make me feel good. Which is why I love reading from our Kindle. Because there's no, there's no pop-ups. Phone. There's, no, yeah. there's no other app there. That this, oh, let me just jump over here real quick and look at this and start numbing my you know my brain. Yeah. And start scrolling. Um, yeah. It becomes like weirdly habitual and automatic. Yeah. Like I found my, even this morning, like I found myself like, Oh, let's go see what's on the old scroll. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, like Ew, gross. On? I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I, I, I fantasize about like living in the woods where off the grid, you know, where there's none of that. Well, just so you know, know I need service wherever well, we live. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we can vacation at least. But I also fantasize about living in the woods surrounded by trees and plants mm-hmm. and dogs a and of water crystals lots by. of water we need water <laughs> it's too dry here huh interesting so when we first started talking about doing this podcast together i was like hmm, what are we gonna talk about today and because you know these things were never planned just like mm-hmm. well this is not really planned no but you had a journal that you pulled out of the cabinet and on the front it says no one gets out alive live accordingly yeah So I love that because it's true. We're all going to (laughs) croak and hopefully in a long time in a very peaceful way. Like Mm -hmm. I'd like to be very healthy, 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 happy, 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 very old croak, right? Like there's one final sigh that, you know, you smile and said, I, I did my best and and I enjoyed it. I'm out. (laughs) Thank you all. Good night. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, like you know, we don't want that to happen for quite a while. I still have things to do, mm-hmm. um, but I do like that, and I. Th- yeah, I mean that's a great reminder that if you do get stuck into the constant scroll, or doing things that are not to your highest and best good. Mm-hmm. How is it? Wh- what is it bringing you? you yeah. Know, and, and it can kind of have you let you be able to step back and look around like, okay, like this, this is it. This is what I have mm-hmm. between now and the end. Is this what I want to be doing? Is this yeah. what I want to look back on and say, you know, in my time here, 
this is how I spent it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I'm thinking like, Ooh, gross. Like there are definitely some things that I do that I'm like, Ooh, no, (laughs) that's not. Cause I guess for me, the question is, is this life affirming or is this life removing? Yeah. And And life affirming for me, reading a book, life removing, scrolling mindlessly. Yeah. And that's the thing, like what external factors are out there that are influencing you that you're unaware of that are, that are trying to control you that are taking your own power away from you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, Lots of other people's opinions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And other people's realities. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that my teacher Diane has always said is that there are thousands of contradictory yet perfectly valid realities. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps us kind of, because I don't know if you guys know this, but Vince and I are a lot different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when they say opposites attract, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's a thing. Um, but I think that that, at least for me, especially in the beginning of our relationship, when I was kind of learning all this stuff for the first time, I think that it really helped me to be more compassionate towards you and to allow space. Cause I think it's safe to say that we're both kind of stubborn. Yes. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's safe to say that we're both very strong willed and strong personality (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we both stand in our knowing. And so sometimes we have, okay. A lot of times we have different opinions and different versions of our reality. And it's because we come from, I mean, literal opposite sides of the country mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I'm five years older and they're, I mean, you know, we're in much different lines of work, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> and so every experience that we've had, like leading up to this colors, our perception of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that acknowledging that there are, I mean, really at this point, billions of contradictory yet perfectly valid realities, Mm -hmm. you know, allows you to like leave space for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've lived that too in my own career, just, you know, an event happens and you have, you know, different witnesses about it and explaining what, what their version of the reality was and, and kind of being shocked as to, wow, we just lived that exactly at the same time together in the same place. Yeah. And your, your retelling of it um, is contradicts with mine. Okay. And I actually learned that at a young age. And I had to kind of step out of my ego and say, you know, I'm not calling that other person a liar, but their reality does, does not. Um, that sounds like a not, little ego in there. Well, I'm not, <laughs> it, it, I, they lived it differently, saw it differently. They yeah. experienced it differently than me. Um. And I, cause I couldn't, cause they were so passionate. And so, uh, their conviction was so strong as to what they experienced, right. Let's say it was a conflict. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was equally clear on, as to, you know, my version of that event mm-hmm. that I was, I couldn't one way or the other say what was actually true because right. there's, you know, it's, they're not the same. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting. This is how I, so there are definitely times where we agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Problem solved. laughs> 
but <clears throat> I mean, we, I think we talk through it and we like work through stuff, but yeah. sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, your perspective is your perspective. Mine is mine. We're mm -hmm. obviously neither one of us willing to change. No one has to win. So we just have to agree to disagree yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, on to the next thing, yeah. which I, you know, I think that's healthy. I don't think that we have to agree on everything. I don't think that we have to be the same. Mm -hmm. um, I think it makes us more interesting. And I think, you know, I don't love that you have to leave for like months and months and months at a time, but yeah. I don't hate the time apart because it allows me a lot of space to grow and mm -hmm. expand. Like, yeah, you know, we always come back to each other better. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's always a, an adjustment period, yeah. especially because, you know, like I know this last deployment, my whole focus with was growth and expansion and surrender and, you know, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when you came back, we both came back a lot different and, you know, it's good, but yeah. there's definitely some growing pains there, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I've been talking with some of my clients about it because it's helpful and it's useful. But, you know, right now, like all of the agreements that we've made in fear all over the place, worldwide, everywhere mm -hmm. are coming up to be renowned, to be known from a space of love. Mm -hmm. And so as I was kind of working through that stuff, and that I think came up a lot in Berkeley when I went right after you got home from deployment. And so that caused me to see the aspects of our relationship, the agreements in our relationship that I had made in fear. And those came up in very uncomfortable ways. We had a little argument one night when we were, I think we were getting water or something. <laughs> we were, I don't know. We were grabbing something to eat. Who knows? But we were in the car. Remember that? <laughs> no, I, I quickly forget all those. Oh, emotions. okay. Yeah. Well, I remember because it was a good learning lesson and mm -hmm. it was a, an important point of transition where I had started standing in my power again and standing up for my, I guess my reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that wasn't something that I had really been doing before. And so we had a little bit of an uncomfortable transition into that. And now I think we've adjusted. Yeah. I mean, I had to turn off a lot of my, my Navy. Oh know, yeah. I had to turn off my chief. I had to turn off my. I'm like don't chief me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just what I had to do and be to, you know, complete the mission. Yeah for you know it's not what i need at home 100 percent not yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so i had to yeah come back into the divine feminine a little bit and have that compassion and empathy and yes and yeah i i'm so glad that you said that um because yeah you're 100 right and everybody like you know male female everywhere in between has both aspects of the masculine and feminine energy. And it was like, it was interesting. We were actually talking about this last night where, you know, it complements, it works together. It, it has to be in balance, mm -hmm. you know? And I find for me, I had like mostly like feminine energy, which is funny to think about because, you know, I'm not girly. I'm not, you know, like I'm pretty, I'm tomboyish, I guess you could say. And, um, but it was all that emotion, right? It was all the water, the receptivity. Mm -hmm. And so what, one of the things that I've been working on is bringing more like fire into that. So that action, that masculine energy, that move forward energy. Mm -hmm. And for you, it was exactly the opposite. 
Yeah. And so we're both kind of learning, I think, to be more in balance. And I think that's really, truly when we complement each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need that feedback from each other as well when we're acting or we're in that one other, you know, we're not balanced. Yeah. You know, um, Accountability. We need that, well, that, that self-correction <laughs> and also, you know. Well, sometimes it's hard to self-correct because you don't see the behavior. Right. Yeah. But we need that feedback to be able to do that. And that's that. when you yeah. gently bring it to your partner's attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think that's important too, is like how you approach the conversation. I know that's a big one that I talk Mm. with my clients about is speak to them. And this was something that Diane taught me early in our relationship, Mm -hmm. because I think it's a funny example, but there was, I don't remember what it was exactly. Cause the thing I'm thinking of is something different. I learned. (laughs) So you've been a a source of a lot of uh, lessons for me in my life. So, so on that and speaking to someone in the way they can hear you, uh, I was actually thinking about this last night because I had a coworker that kind of lashed out at me um, passive aggressively, I guess you could say, but because um, I was doing something that uh, kind of got to them and they kind of lost their composure. And on the whole drive home, I didn't say anything to them. I just let them be because they were in their moment. Um, but on the drive home, I was like, hmm, how can I bring this up to them to help them? Um, because it was unbecoming. It wasn't where they let their, their ego and their, they lost their composure and their professionalism is not good, right? right? It's not a good thing to continue. Um, but there was a lot of, you know, aspects that led to that, right? Along days, fatigue, um, stress, but how can I speak to them without putting them on the defensive without immediately saying your way you acted was wrong and, and you need to fix it. Yeah. Um, and being able to come to them and more from, you from know, a heart space. Yeah. And then also with me at fault because I caused it. Right. I didn't realize the things I was doing yeah. was going to trip them. How did I way. participate in this? Yes. Yeah. But also help them grow. And I, you know, that's, I see my, hear my ego in that too, but I want to help well, how them. Can and I see you that. grow, right? Like mm-hmm. that, I think that's usually the first question I ask myself, like, okay, what's my participation in this mm-hmm. and what is my lesson in this? And maybe the lesson for you could be, and I don't even know, mm-hmm. but maybe it could be that you are learning how to speak to people in yeah. a way that they can hear you. Right. Cause I, cause I, cause I, I love this guy and I want I want him to, you know, maybe he doesn't see it. Maybe he needs the feedback. Right. right. And, and maybe you can deliver that yeah. and do it in a way that is with gentleness, ease and grace. Right. Yeah. And, so I'm still learning. I'm still growing to that. Cause I'm, I still haven't figured it out yet. Well, one of the things that I try and do with you, <laughs> because I mean, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're the person that I probably butt heads with the most, <laughs> I'm here the most. but I'm not, well, I mean, no. I don't think it's a bad thing. <clears throat> I think it's always a growth opportunity, you mm-hmm. know, but one of the things that I do is I go to my second response. So my first response is usually emotional and frustrated. And then my second response is logical, analytical, and I'm more of an observer. Mm -hmm. And I try not to say things like, well, you did this and it did this. Mm -hmm. I try and start with, I feel like this as a result of this. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you're receptive, sometimes not so much. And if it's a not so much, then I save it for later for a time when you are receptive. Mm -hmm. Because, and you know, it might be a good idea to ask permission. Like, hey, are you open to having a conversation about this situation that's or good. I could be like, Hey, are you open to having a conversation about this thing? That's kind of rubbing at yeah, me. The, yeah. About the things that I'm, that I did that, that were bothering you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I was also thinking about how can I tie in the Stoics with it, you know? Because you and your Stoics. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's not the you know the act that upset him; it's his response to it, and he he lost his his power in that aspect. You know, he, right. he allowed the things I was doing to to have him completely, you know, lose the right. plot, and <laughs> you know, and it was like, oh wow, and and I was when he acted out, I had no idea it was even directed to me or was about me. I thought it was out something completely different. Oh, so okay. when I asked, hey, what's wrong? It, then it was directed at me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, excuse me. But no, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. That's I did that. Okay. Hmm. I needed to. Now I got that feedback. So I know not to do those things anymore. <laughs> but also, how can I help him? So I think we're yeah. getting close to the 30 minute timeline. Yeah. Now, but great. Yeah. So it's easy talking to you. This is Thanks. easy. Thanks. Welcome. Love you. <laughs> I love you too. So, um, how about that? That was good. We'll go back and listen and see what we talked about okay. uh, for a title for this bad boy. Hopefully recorded. It wasn't just us talking. It recorded. Okay, it <laughs> <laughs> it's recording right there. Right. So I think that's good. Some good reflection for us. Mm-hmm. And um, as always, you can find uh, info to connect in the podcast description. We do have a weekly Thursday night meditation. I won't be around for the next couple of weeks. Um, just because I'll be traveling and stuff, but we will be resuming it shortly. You can find the info for that. Join our Facebook group. Uh, we also have some uh, classes and retreats coming up. Mm-hmm. We've got some good stuff coming up. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Vince Shoots Film. Great. Vince Shoots Film. Yeah, com. Love it. Great. All right. So thank you for joining us. We will catch you again next time. And until then, sending you love and light.